for everything indie. For everything indie. For everything cults. It's the Blue Horseshoe now. Here's your host, George Bremer and Ryan Hickey. And welcome into a victory edition of the Blue Horseshoe Podcast. Ryan Hickey and George Bremer here with you. And George, we have so much to get into from the Colts' 25-20 win over the Raiders. Just as we thought, though. Jeff Saturday making his Colts head coaching debut. And just as we both predicted, if you listen to the Friday pod, we both saw this win coming. We both saw this team playing inspired. And we both definitely saw Jeff Saturday already elevating himself as one of the best coaches in the NFL. What? My goodness gracious, this impossible season to read for the Colts continues, George. 100%. Can we get, do we know anybody who can do like a deep fake video and all those things you just said and we can go in there and <laughs> hey, we called it all away. Like, let, let's go with that. All, you know, definitely all in, all, all from the start. Um, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, this whole year has been filled with, with shocking uh, results. None more so than this one uh, here on, on Sunday. Uh, I'm going to own it. You know, I think that's the only thing you can do I, all week long. I said I thought this was was a hill that was too steep to climb for Jeff Saturday, who had never coached at the pro or college level, and for Parks Frazier, who was a 30-year-old first-time play caller. Uh, they made one kind of gutsy, bold decision uh, that I think helped move this in, in the direction that it, that it ultimately went. But, you know, you got to look at it. They, they had a game-winning drive. Parks Frazier now, uh, very first game he's ever called in the fourth quarter, he's calling plays on a game-winning drive. So, uh, you know, hats off to him. Hats off to Jeff Saturday. One of the cliches in this league that I wholeheartedly believe in is that it is very hard to win games in the NFL. And I don't think you should ever downgrade that. We get into more later about the problems the Raiders have, uh, you oh. know, the troubles of, of other you know factors and, and put this into context. But nobody should be trying to knock this win. It was incredible odds coming in on a Monday and winning on a Sunday. Um, great job by Jeff Saturday. Great job by Parks Frazier. Great job by Matt Ryan. Welcome back, Jonathan Taylor. Big win for the Indianapolis Colts today. So if you couldn't tell, there's a lot of surprise here in this postgame pod as we were talking about the Colts getting their fourth victory of the season, going to 4-5-1. Jeff Saturday, best winning percentage in NFL history. We have so much to dive into. The quarterback changes. You mentioned the one big move Jeff Saturday was making was going back to Matt Ryan as QB1. We'll talk about the offensive line and the run game resurgence all of a sudden now as Jonathan Taylor explodes. His team rushes for over 200 yards and a very impressive effort. Easily their best game of the season, and that's even considering what they did against Jacksonville, not allowing any sacks in 58 uh, pass attempts a few weeks ago. The defense comes up clutch with a big uh, stand late to win this game. So much to dive into, George. Here's again, the, the Raiders, uh, or the Colts, I should say, beat the Raiders 25-20. My question, though, is to this, or to you is this. Are you now looking at NFL job openings? Are you kind of, you know, looking at, you know, the Panthers or in other coach? You're going to start to get, I love how on the pods, I don't want to lose you as a podcast partner, but I mean, Jeff Saturday coming in, going one of them, making it look easy. I think now with your football experience, being on the team every day, you might have to start throwing your resume out there and start seeing who needs a coach in a few weeks. I mean, first of all, I have to make you sure want to coach the Raiders, the Raiders? on the other side of the side. I, I have to make sure they're on the other <laughs> sideline first. I think that's my first call. That's uh, true. I think what, what we learned today is that, you know, any guy off the street can come in and beat Josh McDaniels. That's that's the lesson yes. uh, from Sunday. I gotta Holy take the cow. I gotta take the low hanging fruit. I'm sorry, I gotta take the low hanging fruit. There's there's not many chances here to do that. I gotta grab that. I will say this: well, look, Jeff Saturday didn't have a lot of it. George, take the layups when they're there. Take the <laughs> make the layups right. Uh, look, Jeff Saturday didn't have a lot of experience. He's still way more experienced than me, and I think that's a big 
big notch there. Uh, I no, I, I'm not going to be going. I as I said last week or earlier this week, I can cash the check. Any owner wants to pay me, <laughs> I can do that. The rest of the job, I I don't feel good. About. I do have a few. Super well, you could be Josh McDaniel, so you can do Madden. two things. There you go. So that's that's, that's enough. True. That's yeah, definitely enough. I, mean, I feel like I'm done. I have <laughs> dynasty there, so you know. Uh, all kinds of record-breaking offenses and, and defenses <laughs> that, that were setting numbers up. So, uh, no, you know, one of the things I think, in all seriousness, one of the things I think Jeff Saturday did this week that was huge and that led to this shocking result on, on Sunday, he came in and he said he went to the leaders like the Forrest Buckner. He went to guys like Zaire Franklin. He obviously went to guys like Matt Ryan. And he said, this is your team. And he empowered them to kind of lead the, the, the way. And I'm not saying Frank Reich didn't do that because I know for a fact he did. But I think the new guy coming in and saying, look, I haven't been here. I don't have all the answers. I'm going to let you guys figure it out because you're the ones that live and die with this ultimately. I think you could see that on the field today. I think the defense took ownership. I think the offensive line took ownership. I think the quarterback took ownership. Uh, you know, Jay Glazer had a report earlier today uh, which is the first time I've heard it anywhere. So to give him credit that Matt Ryan, you know, earlier this week got up and had an impassioned speech in front of this team uh, after Matt, Ryan, after Frank Wright got fired, you know, and, and, and basically trying to get things back on track. I'm sure that factored into Jeff Saturday's decision to start him today. Uh, and I think you just saw what kind of a leader he is. I think you saw that this defense is legit you know, and, and the Raiders have mm -hmm. a lot of issues. Devontae Adams is a pretty good player over there uh, and is. they didn't hold him in check, but they didn't, they didn't allow him to beat him. And I think that's that's a key today. Um, you know, hats off to Jeff Saturday. Hats off to Parks Frazier. Uh, heck of a job in, in his first. This is the best the offense has played for four quarters all year. As far as balance, as far as across the board, this is the best the offense has played for four quarters. Hats off to Parks Frazier. Hats off to Jonathan Taylor. Hats off to this offensive line. Uh, you know, another NFL cliche was a total team victory. It absolutely was. And you mentioned, you know, the offense, the entire team, the most consistent they've played. The Colts had a halftime lead, George. Like, how about that? Like, I think that was honestly, that's good enough right there. If the Colts blew the game, obviously you're upset, but that's honestly a, a win in and of itself when you're right now 0 of 9 on the season in terms of just being tied or, or uh, leading at halftime. So you get a halftime lead is impressive. Um, and I love the point about the offense too, where you kind of let the guys, uh, you know, kind of run the team. I don't like, when you see the moves made, it sounds like Frank Reich almost had his hands tied um, for a lot of this season, and Jim Irsay is really kind of the one calling the shots, which is why coming out of this game and coming out of Jeff Satter's debut, two things that I think that you can absolutely declare with certainty going forward here are going to be uh, tangible or at least you know consistent moving forward. Number one is that Jeff Satter will be allowed to coach the team. You know, It's not going to be Jim Irsay making the, uh, making the calls and just kind of having – uh, Jeff Saturday be his puppet. You see that the move to Matt Ryan right away kind of shows you this is Jeff Saturday's team. So credit to at least Jim Irsay for making a move that really didn't make much sense, but at least he's going to let Jeff Saturday make his decisions and allow himself to sing or swim. And think we'll see that throughout the rest of the season where Jeff Saturday will make his own decisions, good or bad. It's going to be his decision. And then number two, you talk about the leadership, right? That, that was what was the main message kind of talked about on Monday night from Jim Irsay was we brought him in because he's the, the right leader we want for this team. Those guys played hard. And honestly, I didn't know how the team was going to respond. You talked to all week, right? We heard about the disrespect and the out, out of the box um, hire and kind of making the Colts look like a circus. It's easy for a lot of those veterans to kind of see it, say, you know what? Screw it. Screw this guy. He wasn't here with us. Like Jim Irsay's a lunatic. Like I'm just going to kind of mail it in, cash a check for the last eight games and then either look forward to next year or get the hell out. To Jeff Saturday's credit, that's not an easy job to do, by the way, to get those guys to play hard. 
when your season's kind of over. I know they're record-wise four, five, and one, not out of the mix by any stretch of imagination, but this team's not very good. Credit to to Jeff Saturday for having this team play hard for a full uh full full four quarters, easy for me to say. And I think it's too, George, kind of on that note. To me, like when you watch this game, the Raiders felt like the team for most of the game that was coached by a guy making his debut, not the Colts. That's a big uh, testament to Jeff Saturday. Yeah, and the Raiders had some dysfunction this week too. I mean, they had some guys go on IR. Uh, they had a guy retire on them on Thursday. Uh, one of their linebackers, That's you know, it, it wasn't all uh, sunshine and, and rainbows out in the desert either. But compared to what was going on in Indy, it was. Uh, and, and I think, you know, the biggest point that you make in there is the fact that it's clear that Jim Mercy is going to let Jeff Saturday coach this team. That wasn't clear the final couple of weeks with, with, with Frank Reich. You know, right. we don't have a lot of clarity on, on who was making those calls and, 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 and who wasn't. Uh, but it certainly didn't feel like the head coach was was at the controls. And I think when you see the, the kind of vitriol, the venom that was out there this week from guys like Joe Thomas, guys like Bill Cower, guys like Tony Dungy, who didn't yeah. say it in quite so strong a terms, but was still the message was the same from him. A lot of that's coming from the fact that, you know, legitimately there are there, there was a lot of disgust within the NFL coaching ranks. I mean, it be, because you had a guy come in uh, with no experience in the middle of a season, uh, they felt like that was a slap in the, in the face to their profession, honestly. And I think so, Jim Irsay, I think going out there and saying at least, hey, look, I believe in this guy, uh, and, and I'll show you how much I believe in him. I'm letting him make the calls. If nothing else, that's an olive branch uh, to any prospective candidates because they, they have said all along, this is going to be an exhaustive search at the end of the season. It's not just going to be handed over to Jeff Saturday. Uh, you know, they're going to go through the process. They're going to look for the best man. Uh, I, I think you kind of start heading down that road now of starting a little bit of all branch. There's still seven weeks, seven games left, eight weeks left. A lot could go wrong. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, the, it, it, the challenge isn't over, but it's a really good start. And I think that's the biggest thing Jim Irsay did today. Uh, the biggest thing Jeff Saturday did today is he's undefeated. So, you know, what better way to to, to, to clamp down and take this job than, than to go out and win games? But, you know, Savon Gilmore made the play at the end of the game uh, to kind of clinch the win. Good pass defense, got in there, hand fought with, with uh, Devontae Adams, denied him any chance to catch that ball. I talked to Gilmore earlier this week, and, and he said this, the one thing they had all week long, through all the chaos, through all the noise, on Sunday, they were going to go on the field, and it was in their hands. And I think that's what you saw. When you talk about Jeff Saturday and how hard they played for him, you saw a group of guys. There's a lot of real professionals in that locker room. I think they came out and said they, they could go two ways. When you were talking about all the dysfunction and the way this team was viewed from the outside, they could buy into that. They could call their agent. They could try to get out of here as soon as possible. Or they could get that chip on their shoulder and say, everybody's counted us out, and we're going to show them. And, hey, it's one game. And there's a long way to go, but for the very first time out, that's exactly what they did. You're 100 right, George. And it's just like it's all—it's a small victory, but nonetheless, it's also still a major mountain, and arguably the biggest mountain for Jeff uh, Jeff Saturday. He had to climb was having these guys believe in him. Like you know, the ringing theme this week from coaches, from from medium, like from everyone that was kind of crushing the Colts again, rightfully so for the most part, for bringing Jeff Saturday in was that he didn't put in the hours. He didn't put in the sweat equity that a lot of coaches put in. You know, they talk about coaching. It's not a job. It's a lifestyle, right? You live and breathe coaching and the team and getting them ready. You put in 18, 20 hours a day to get them ready. Now you have a guy who's living a pretty cushy life, right? You know, you're analyzing games, you're watching, but you're not putting in the 20-hour days like a lot of these coaches are to get everyone ready. So for Jeff Saturday to come in basically on Wednesday, meet the players for the first time, and have them buy in enough 
to where they will not just kind of cash a check and not just kind of check out the rest of the season. It's a major accomplishment so far for Jeff Saturday. We'll see his actual coaching ability, but to his credit, the one thing and, and the biggest reason why he was brought in being his leadership, I think he showed that right away that through the rest of the season, the rest of the seven games, I we'll see what the Colts record is, right? That's, that's obviously tough to predict. Um, but at least right now, I think it's fair to say through the next seven games, you can guarantee this team will play hard and play hard for Jeff Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I think he showed that that he is the leader that that he's you know made out to be. Uh, I think you right. saw that this week. And I think one of the best things he did, aside from going into the locker room and empowering the leaders, was was empathizing. You know, he put himself in their shoes because he's been there. And he said, look, I know you all love Frank Reich. I love Frank Reich. I'm not going to take anything away from Frank Reich. I'm just here now to try to finish this season the best we can. I think the irony of it all is this was a Frank Reich blueprint. This win was 100%. Uh, what they looked like when they were at their best during the Frank Reich era. Uh, the defense made some big plays. The running game went over 200 yards. The quarterback was efficient, uh, made plays when he had to. That was the formula. Uh, and so I think somewhat, too, I mean, a lot of guys this week told us it was probably a little bit undercovered because it, 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 there was just so much information out there, so much stuff going on. It was hard to get to everything. But a lot of guys told us, and, and including Michael Pittman on Friday, they had a lot of love for their former coach. You know, Ryan Kelly talked about all the things that he meant to him off the field through the things that he had to go through last year that no family should ever have to go through. Uh, you know, and, and the other guys just talking about the confidence that, that he gave them. And, and the, today they played for Jeff Saturday, but they also played the way Frank Reich would want them to play. And I don't think that's a coincidence either. And I think it's also not a coincidence either that, you know, this offense is, is working efficiently and it starts with two things, the quarterback making good decisions and the offensive line blocking. You saw both of those, George happen to, Arguably the best level we have seen so far this season. The Colts scores 20, 25 points, which is, you know, again, it's not, you know, it's not a crooked number by any stretch of the imagination, but with this Colts offense, it absolutely is. And the biggest move, a very surprising move, George, is that in one of the first moves Jeff Saturday makes is putting Matt Ryan back as quarterback one. We both believe that, and it's widely believed at this point, not officially, but widely assumed that Jim Irsay is a catalyst to benching Matt Ryan seven games in and putting Tim Ellinger in at the time was supposed to be for the rest of the season that lasted all of two games. Now Matt Ryan was back uh, after, you know, basically again, being so a big surprise where he did return to practice the first time on Thursday. And now we see on Sunday, he's back. It was 21 and 28, 222 yards, one touchdown. And the Colts did not only, you know, get a halftime lead, which you joked about for the first time this season, they also scored every quarter. The offense is moving the ball and they looked consistency wise, like one of their best games we've seen all season long. Yep. No, absolutely. You know, they were running the ball well. Uh, they had good pass protection. Their quarterbacks were making good decisions. And they, as a result, they were over. They were able to overcome, easy for me to say, a couple of, of adversity today. You know, we hadn't seen that a lot this year. They had a turnover uh, and, and the Raiders cast it in for a touchdown. They had a missed field goal. And the Raiders cast that in and took the lead. They kept at it. Uh, Michael Pittman with an outstanding effort to recover his own fumble. I mean, there is no game-winning touchdown uh, if not for that play by by Michael Pittman. Uh, and then we also had that moment where Matt Ryan turned into Lamar Jackson. I'm not really sure what was happening there. I don't think they can count on that a lot going forward. But the that would have been the longest rush this season if Taylor hadn't broke a 66-yarder earlier. Second longest rush of the year, oh, Matt Ryan's God. scramble there. So uh, that was insane too. But you know, the guy I feel really good for, and I, and I know you'll agree because we've talked about him a lot, Paris Campbell getting that game-winning score, uh, nice run after the catch, getting in the end zone. Um, that guy's been through so much in this league uh, for him to get that moment today. Re really cool. Really cool to see that. 
You're 100% right. Like I said, he, he's been a favorite target of Matt Ryan. That that chemistry has you know, developed and grown as the games have gone on. He's a leading receiver again in this game, 76 yards. Like you mentioned, that 35-yard touchdown. Give, give them the lead late. You kind of saw finally what everyone's been waiting for for Paris Campbell for years, that catch and the explosion after the run, kind of run away from everyone, pinball at the end there to get in the end zone. It was awesome to see. Now, the tough part I will say about this offense is it looked good. Like, don't get me wrong. It looked good. You, you see why Matt Ryan, you know, Really shouldn't have been We kind of talked about even when it happened. We didn't agree with it in part because it was more the offensive line than anything else. And we actually has protection and time to throw the ball. He's still a pretty good quarterback. The thing, though, it's tough to grade with both Matt Ryan, this offense, and, and Jeff Saturday. I don't know how truly good they are. Because the rate, like, obviously, we're being a Colts podcast. We're going to look at it more from a, a, a Colts perspective. But outside of just Jeff Saturday getting the win, it's like I feel like one of my biggest takeaways is how bad this Raiders team is offensively, they're out of, out of touch, and defensively, especially, they stink. They got no pressure. You allow one sack, which, again, you credit the offensive line. You run for over 200 yards. A big credit to the Colts' offensive line. We can't be picky because we haven't seen this performance like this, you know, a performance like this, where they're both able to run the ball and also protect Matt Ryan well at the same time in the same game. What a concept that is, George. But it's like the, the Raiders give you no reason, at least right now, to truly kind of buy in and think this is a massive turnaround. Because on all three levels, they are just atrocious. But hey, you know what? When you are a team like the Colts and scuffling, when you see a bad team, put them out of their misery. To the Colts' credit, they were able to do that where you look at the Commanders a few weeks ago and you lose that game where they were a bad team. You should have beat them. They couldn't do it. To the Colts' credit, they do what non-bad teams do. We can't call them good, but they do what non-bad teams do. They beat a bad team. Yeah, I'm sure the Raiders were thinking the same thing this whole week. You know, when they come in here, this was a get-right game for them, I'm sure, on defense. You look at that performance the Colts had up in New England last week, and I'm sure they were thinking they could take advantage, uh, and then they could make things go their way. Uh, I think we ended up seeing why they're a 2-7 and seven football team, the problems that they've had, uh, you know, the, the reasons that they can't close out these games. Uh, they didn't blow a 17-point lead today. I guess that's, that's good true. for them. That's, that's, that's a step in the right direction. Uh, but I think also from the Colts, they, they were able to take advantage. It's really one of the few times this year that they took advantage of yes. what was in front of them. What does that mean going forward? I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I think that's been kind of the, the the theme of the year. You know, every every week's its own season. This was a pretty good season for the Colts on Sunday. We'll see what next season brings uh, when the Eagles come to town next week. But uh, one thing I do know, I feel really good for Matt Ryan today. Uh, a lot's made about Sam Ellinger and what a great person he is, and that's absolutely true. Uh, one of those guys that that I'd love for my daughter to marry. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's that kind of a guy. Uh, Matt Ryan is is every bit the same person. He's been such a good professional through this whole thing. There's a lot of guys who maybe would have become a cancer on this in this locker room or, or would have started some kind of trouble. You know, he was there the very first Wednesday after he got benched. He was there waiting for us at his locker. He talked this Wednesday uh, at the time when no one knew he was going back on the field. Uh, coaching change. I, I just think, you know, he, he did everything the right way, and uh, he deserved this win today. Absolutely. It's it's great for Matt, too, like I said, especially considering, you know, the ups and the downs. He was a true pro the whole time. Like, both him and Sam Ellinger, true pros where they're helping each other out. It's a really tough spot for Matt Ryan to be in mentally when you've been a starter your entire, you know, 14-and-a-half-year career, and now you get benched, you know, with a, with a season where you thought it was going to be, a, you know, at least borderline playoff team, and now this team is, you know, toiling towards the bottom. So it's credit to also Matt Ryan kind of showing you that he never truly checked out. He was professional. This team is really, you know, you can give the Colts a lot of credit for their character. That's something that's always never, you know, that's always, I guess, been uh, one of the best teams about this team the last three, four, or five years has been they've always been a very high-character team. 
Uh, I think that really showed on Sunday for sure that kind of, you know, that was part of the reason that was they were able to kind of allow Jeff Saturday to come in and, again, not turn against them and still play hard and be, like you said, a bad Raiders team for sure. The last thing I'm going to ask you here, George, before we um, – I need to wrap up this open segment here about uh, after the Colts to beat the Raiders. Do you think it's a coincidence or not that the Colts had one of the most consistent games on offense this season? That's a really good question. Uh I don't think it's yeah, coincidence I would say, because again, I would say it's a coincidence. See, I, I the reason that I kind of lean against it is that I I think that Jeff Saturday did a really good job of of pushing the right buttons this week in terms of making sure that they were pissed off that it wasn't chaos. It was you know, hey, look, if you're feeling like you got your head coach fired, if you're feeling like everybody's out to get you, whatever that is, whatever individual feeling you've got, take that, internalize it and put it on the field on Sunday. So I, I think I think Saturday had a lot to do with it from that end standpoint, but I think the players themselves dug deep. You know, Michael Pittman said straight up, he said, when your head coach gets fired in the middle of the season, you feel like you failed. And the fact that the coach got fired kind of proves that that's what happened. And I think these guys decided, hey, we can keep going down that road or we can go against a defense where the opportunity is there to have a good day and have a good day. That's fair because we kept talking about this entire season where the, the, it almost made no sense because the Colts had a lot of talent that just was playing bad. Like how many times we mentioned the offensive line playing bad, but but for the most part, at least the three guys that you've invested your money in, Quinn Nelson, Ryan Kelly, Braden Smith, like it's not that they just become bad football players, or at least I, I still feel like there's a lot of good football left in them. They just were not, you know, whether it's being coached right, whether it's just motivation, whether they're in their own heads, whatever it was. I still think there's a lot of talent in there. So if you're if you are right where Jeff Saturday and his motivation and his inspiration, his leadership is able to somehow get all that good football out on the field and replicate what we saw on Sunday. I'll eat my words, but I just, I do think a lot of what we saw on Sunday is a product of a really bad team, a poorly coached team with the Raiders. And kind of one of those good matchups where look at the Raiders. They had Max Crosby who's a really good pass rusher and they signed Chandler Jones, but he's you know more name this year than, than really any sort of production. And outside of that, the linebackers stink, the interior of the line stinks, the secondary is awful. Like it was to the, they did get a nice first start here with Jeff Saturday. And like you mentioned, this Eagles team next week, they get smoked. They probably won't be as bad as they they were, you know, if they lose that game on Sunday, they won't be anything as good as we saw on Sunday today against the Raiders. Somewhere in the middle, but I am interested to see how this kind of offense goes, where if they can kind of, you know, get some consistency, that would be great. Because that was the one thing that's been lacking for this Colts. It's kind of all or nothing. And the one thing they did show on Sunday, again, I think it's more of a product of a bad opponent, but the one thing they did show on Sunday, their credit, to Je- Jeff Satter's credit, they were able to play consistent offensive football, score every quarter. And again, I know they had one turnover. Uh, it's just customary at this point, right? It's just kind of, you know, it's a, a guarantee for the Colts. One sack, again, guarantee for the Colts, at least have one. But they were able to limit the, the amount of turnovers, limit uh, the amount of negative plays in general. And again, put together their most consistent game of football this season. Speaking of which, when we do return in the Blue Horseshoe Pod, one of the biggest surprises or one of the biggest uh, impressions from this game was the offensive line and the run game back to 2021 levels. Break that down when the Blue Horseshoe Pod does return. 